to the Connect Kindness Podcast, where we connect people with organizations to inspire kindness. I'm your host, Crystal Aziz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim Evans. Thank you so much for joining us on the Connect Kindness Podcast today. In today's episode, we interview Jessica Faulkner of Skatistan. Tim, we've officially crossed the Atlantic. Yes, we have. Uh, we were able to interview Jessica. She's located in Berlin at Skatistan's head office, and it was a great interview. Skatistan is a nonprofit that was started in Afghanistan, and their mission is to empower children through skateboarding as well as education. In this episode, we learn all about the history of Skatistan. We learn about their expansion to Cambodia as well as South Africa, and we also learn about their method of becoming part of these communities. This is a great episode, and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. So without further ado, this is our interview with Jessica Faulkner of Skatistan. Thank you so much for joining us on the Connect Kindness podcast. Can you tell us, our listeners a little bit more about Skatistan? Yeah, for sure. And thanks for having me here. It's great to be here. So I work for Skatistan, which is an international NGO which empowers children through skateboarding and education. We exist basically because we believe that all children have the right to a quality education. They have the right to have fun and they should have safe spaces where they can do that. Uh, so we run skate schools where children can enjoy skateboarding, of course, um, and other sports as well. Uh, and we also run classes for them so that they can take part in creative arts-based education education and we currently operate in Afghanistan, Cambodia and South Africa. I know you guys were founded in Afghanistan. Can you tell us a little bit more about the story behind that and why it was so important to come into Afghanistan and start this organization? So um, 10 years ago, our founder, Oliver Perkovich, um, traveled from Australia, where he's from, to Afghanistan. Um, and he actually went because his girlfriend at the time had a job there as a researcher and he decided to accompany her. Um, and basically when he got there, he found that there were loads and loads of children who were out of school, um, but also who were not really enjoying childhood as you and I would kind of see that it should be. So lots of children working, lots of children with nothing to do, lots of children missing out on their education, missing out on fun um, and that sort of thing. Afghanistan has a really young population with over 60% of the population is under 25. Wow. Um, so there's a real need in that group for interventions for things to be done that make life better. So Ollie had gone with his skateboard. He noticed that the children were really fascinated by it. Um, and as it turned out that skateboarding was a completely new thing in Afghanistan and nobody really knew what you were supposed to do with it or why you would do it. So Ollie was just skating through the streets. Lots of children were kind of following him and keen to have a go. And one of the things that he also noticed was that the girls were particularly interested as well. Uh, Afghanistan um, has a lot of kind of cultural norms around the things that girls should and shouldn't do. And a lot of sports are pretty much closed off from girls. Uh, so they have very few opportunities to participate in sport, very few chances to do any physical activity and to kind of have like the fun and the freedom and the health benefits even of, of all of those kind of things. But because um, skateboarding was really new, Nobody really saw that it was a sport and they therefore didn't think it was something that girls uh, needed to be excluded from. And that was basically a light bulb moment for Oliver. And he uh, realized that he could start something really powerful that would empower both boys and girls. That's kind of how it started. A few informal skate sessions in a disused fountain in Kabul. <laughs> 
And over time, Ollie also kind of realized that there was a huge need for education as well, um, especially as there were so many of the children who were attending the skate sessions were out of school because they were working on the streets to take money home for their parents. So basically, he decided that if he combined the skateboarding with education, then he could have something really powerful. And in 2009, he opened the first Skaterstan Skate School in Kabul, Afghanistan, uh, which is also the largest indoor sports facility in the country. I love that story. That is solid. That <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you awesome. so much for, for going into detail, letting our listeners know kind of the history. It, it is an amazing story. I love how Skate Stand didn't stop at teaching kids how to skateboard. You guys didn't stop at teaching kids um, how to read and write. You took it a step further and you're giving them life skills to not only give back to their community, but also to better themselves. Can you go into detail on the different programs that Skate Stand is offering? So our biggest program is called Skate and Create. Um, it's a two-hour program uh, where children spend one hour in the classroom doing creative and arts-based education and then one hour in the skate park. The classes that we run focus on a really wide range of subjects and the idea is to kind of help children to learn stuff that they're maybe not picking up in their formal education. So it's less about literacy and numeracy and more about things like human rights, hygiene, how to look after the environment. We also get pretty seriously crafty in Skate and Create lessons um, and our students have recently been making their own plant pots out of old skate decks. Uh, they make flip-flops, they make bags, they've been learning about time, so they made their own clocks. Um, so it's like a really, really hands-on kind of session um, where we try and teach more than just kind of one aspect of a subject at, at a time. We do also run an accelerated learning program in Afghanistan, and that's for children who are out of school, which, uh, as I sort of talked about before, that's a specific problem there. And so we run a program five days a week where children can come and catch up on the schooling that they've missed, and that way they can go back into formal education at the right the right level and the right grade for them. There's also drop-in programs for students um, in South Africa and Cambodia who maybe want just some help with their homework, finding something at school a little bit difficult uh, they can just drop in whenever they whenever they like and there's people on on hand to help them out and then as students get older they can also join our youth leadership program this is really a program to focus on their life skills for their for their future uh, we help them work on their cvs we help them with computer skills where we can things like understanding the media how to debate how to prepare for an interview um, but also uh, what's really lovely about this program is that they also get a chance to help our younger students as well so it's really like passing on everything that they've learned to someone younger and seeing the change that that makes in someone else. We're really proud that we uh, we don't run like a one-off intervention. A student can join us when they're five years old and they can actually stay with us until they're 17. So what we're really interested in is like creating future leaders uh, who can go back into their communities and make a difference. So what we're always hoping for is that our impact is really long-lasting. That's fantastic. Are they after-school programs? Are they uh, full-time programs? How does that work? So the, the back-to-school program, which runs in Afghanistan, that is a full-time program so it's five days a week and that's because the children who attend there are not attending formal education so um, firstly they need a lot more um, in terms of the attention of our educators um, but also uh, they're not in school during the day so it's it's better for them to be to be with us in the skate school uh, the other programs work generally after school so that um, for example like the homework help and dropping in children can come when they're ready uh, but also we do work with partners in each of our locations 
um, for example, other schools so that they can bring students with them as part of the curriculum. So instead of running their own session on physical education, perhaps they can pop into the skate school um, and introduce their students to something that's a little bit more, a little bit different. So uh, you started uh, Skatistan in Afghanistan, but then expanded into Cambodia and South Africa. What are some of the reasons that Skatistan chose to expand to these countries? I mean, really with um, the countries that we work in, it's about the need for the programs that we provide. And that's also combined with the opportunities that come up for where we could make a real difference. If we kind of look at uh, Cambodia and South Africa, um, on the surface of it, they're very different, but they're actually kind of wrestling with some similar challenges. Both countries have very young population, uh, very similar to Afghanistan. So there's obviously there's loads of kids there who are um, kind of needing the sort of facility that we provide. And both countries are developing really quickly. Um, that brings a lot of challenges for children in that there are very few facilities for them where they can feel safe. Both of our skate schools, uh, both in Phnom Penh and in Johannesburg, they're in real inner city locations. Uh, so it's often really difficult for kids to have open spaces where they feel safe, where they can have fun. And a lot of the time it's kind of you go to school and then you go home straight away because that's the only places where you where maybe you're safe or where your parents feel that you're safe uh, so we knew that there was a big need um, for a, a recreational space uh, in both uh, both countries have uh, pretty high levels of inequality as well which often result in drug use and we wanted to be able to provide an alternative for young people in those spaces so yeah, really, um, it was just about wanting to create spaces where, where children could feel safe and, and of course also identifying places where we felt that we could really make a difference. That is amazing. It truly is. You guys saw a need. How can we do it? How can we make it fun for the kids? And you, you did it. Um, I, I could only imagine that there's definitely challenges that you guys face uh, for Skatistan when you're opening these new programs in the different countries. What are some of those challenges? Well, I mean, of course, it's always a challenge to start anything new in a new place, um, especially if you if you don't know it that well yourselves. Um, but we've been very fortunate in that we have met some amazing partners who've helped us to find the right land, who've helped us to build the right facilities. Um, we've had amazing support from the skateboarding community as well. So we've had skate park builders who've really helped us to create amazing spaces for our students. Um, and we've also benefited from some really far-sighted donors who could kind of see the vision that that we had and that Oliver had back in the day of what this could become. It's always a challenge to secure funding, of course, and especially um, if you're starting something that no one else has done before. As far as we know, we're the first international NGO to use skateboarding for development, and that can be kind of hard to persuade people if it's not maybe not top of their list of priorities for what they think a community needs. But what we work really hard at in all of the locations is to work really closely with the local community uh, so that they can see the benefit of what we're doing and so that they encourage their children to attend. When Oli went to Afghanistan, the reason that he decided to start Skaterstan was not because it was a lifelong held kid but because he realized that that's what the children on the streets of Kabul wanted to do. And so it's always been a question of responding to need rather than responding to the vision as we see it. And we've also, we've never sort of, we've never tried to import Western culture or skateboarding culture per se to our skate schools. Um, of course, there's a huge cultural challenge in, in Afghanistan in particular, um, in terms of the fact that skateboarding was completely new in the fact that girls are often prevented from participating in sport in the fact that, um, you know, a huge percentage of the female population at least is still illiterate and so running a skateboarding and education program definitely comes with its challenges in terms of persuading people why that might be a good idea but 
what we tried to do there was really just explain that that skateboarding is a fun thing, that it's a safe thing for, for their children to do. Um, we build indoor skate schools so that children are not kind of out in public, they're not in danger in that sense, but also that it can teach kids some really important skills like resilience and determination and patience. Even really simple things like helping one another out and taking turns, celebrating other people's success rather than always trying to beat other, other children at what you're trying to do. And that's really seen as very it's seen as well through through those challenges of kind of cultural understanding because at the end of the day what most parents want is for their kids to be happy and to be safe and that's basically what we're trying to do i'm just amazed as this interview keeps on going on i'm just like wow 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 you know i love how state of sand <laughs> is focused on empowering not only children but specifically girls in regions where they have fewer opportunities girl power of course i'm always going to be a fan of um you know empowering women how do these regions respond to you empowering these young females so generally i think that the communities where we're working have been really very supportive um and a lot of that is down to the fact that we do a lot of community work um before we kind of start anything else so particularly obviously when we started in afghanistan we were brand new uh, there was quite a long lead time between when we set up the ngo and when we opened our first skate school so we actually had time to go out into the communities around the skate school um and talk to parents and talk to community leaders talk to the mullahs from the mosques um, and make sure that they were kind of on board with what we wanted to do. We were actually really fortunate in that one of the local mullahs in Kabul came to our opening ceremony and that obviously has a huge amount of power in the local community to say this is a good thing, this is something that you can send your children to with confidence. We do loads of work to make sure that girls feel safe and welcome at Skaterstan, and that's super important to us. We always aim for 50% of our students to be female, um, and that's something that we have achieved for the past two years. So we're really delighted that the efforts that we make are paying off. Some of the things that we do is we run girls-only sessions um, so that girls maybe don't feel intimidated by the guys being there. Uh, we employ female educators so that girls are seeing a role model and seeing what could be possible for them so it's not a question of just guys teaching them how to skate and then the girls feeling like well that's fine but it's not something that I could become and also in Afghanistan we provide transport um, for girls so that they stay safe on their way to and from the skate school and we know that that's really important for their for their parents and for their local communities and I think as a result that that trust has really been built up between us and the communities that we work with. And like I was saying before, we, we make a lot of effort through our community educators uh, to reach out to, to local leaders, to help them see the benefits of the girls coming along, um, to help them see the, the benefits of girls being educated and playing sports, um, and also so that they can feed back to us any concerns that they have, and we can take those on board. And actually, you know, in Afghanistan, we run a lot of uh, events in our skate schools, things like Peace Day, things like International Women's Day. And we're pleased to say that they're really well attended by the local community who are really kind of they really have a good understanding of what we're trying to do and they're very much on board the other thing that i think really helps with with that girls empowerment and women's empowerment idea is that we're always employing local staff in our skate schools and so there isn't a feeling that we're imposing an idea on the community there isn't an idea that we're bringing in a western idea which doesn't fit uh, we're employing local people um, who can go back and explain to the people in their community why what we're doing is is effective why it's worth getting behind and that that really makes a big difference absolutely i think that's crucial to to what you guys are doing is y'all are becoming part of the community y'all became part of the community and then opened the school that's that's amazing uh, prior to us recording uh you shared with 
with us that you recently returned from visiting Skatistan in South Africa. I'm just curious, do you have a story or um, something while you were on your journey that touched you on your visit? Well, I could talk all day about <laughs> my visit to South Africa and how what a lovely time I had there. Um, it's so amazing every day to hear the kids uh, arrive in the skate park because the office is above the skate park. So before you see them, you hear them all coming in, screaming and uh, so excited to be there. But there is kind of one thing that, that stuck in my head from that trip. Um, while I was there, there was a group of students who came from a local school and it was the first time that they'd come. They came together with their teacher and it was part of their lessons for the day. Um, the particular school um, is for deaf children with additional learning disabilities um, and none of the kids had ever been on a skateboard before. They'd never been to skater stand before. Um, and they were obviously kind of a little bit nervous, but also really excited about what they were about to experience. And our skate educators just took them around the skate park one by one, um, holding their hands if the kids felt like they were ready to stand up on the board. But if they didn't feel like that, then they, they would just sit down and the educators would just push them along. It was just so lovely to see the expressions on their kids' faces. This is something that probably they thought they would never be able to do, something that they've never been given a chance to do before. And now they know that there's a place that's actually really close to where they're living, to where they're going to school, where people will take the time, be patient, uh, not expect them to master everything straight away, but just give them a chance to have fun. And that was a really special thing to see. Yeah, just pure joy, I'm sure, just seeing the, seeing the kids. Yes, that's that's awesome. Um, you mentioned earlier that Skatistand recently celebrated your 10 year anniversary. Where do you see Skatistand in the next 10 years? We were super, super excited to celebrate our 10 year anniversary this year and to have a chance to look back at where we've come from and what we've achieved in the last 10 years. But we're always looking forward and we always have really big plans. Um, so we're actually just about to run a campaign starting in November that's on diversity and inclusion. Uh, we really want to get the message out there that skateboarding is for everybody. And that'll be a really big focus for us over the next few years. Um, we want to increase the number of children who are living with disabilities that we're reaching out to and that are coming and enjoying our skate schools. We want to keep on working with refugees and internally displaced children, as well as those from minority groups, uh, really making sure that no one is left out. And of course, we want to keep our uh, our 50% girls participation rate and we'd really like to see that climb as well because that's just so important in terms of making sure that people realise that this sport is something that everyone can take part in. Uh, and of course, we want to be bigger and we want to be better. We're currently looking to expand to a new location in, in Afghanistan, which would make that our third skate school in Afghanistan. Um, and we're also really interested in securing a space um, in the Middle East region uh, so that we can cater to children who've been affected by uh, the conflicts there. Very early days for us. We're only at the very beginning of our planning stage, but we're really excited to be able to keep offering what we do to a bigger and bigger group of kids. And of course, we want to keep running interesting and creative and engaging education programs. We want to keep improving those. We want to keep making them more exciting uh, so that we're inspiring more and more children and helping them to believe in themselves. Yeah, you guys have achieved so much in, in your first 10 years. I can't wait to see what the next uh, 10 years hold. So congratulations. It, it is, uh, it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. I think what you guys are doing is amazing, and I can't skateboard, but I definitely want to get involved, and I want to. I want you to share with our listeners, like, how can they help you guys out? What is the next step? I know you guys are continuing to grow. When we're visiting these countries, can anyone, you know, show up, volunteer? What does that look like to get involved with you guys? 
and the first thing to say is you really don't have to be a skateboarder to believe in what Skaterstan uh, is trying to do and to help us to get there. So uh, the best way to get involved uh, is actually to become a citizen of Skaterstan. Um, that's our global community of supporters who share our vision of empowering children through skateboarding and education. The first way that you can become a citizen is by donating $10 a month or more. Always happy to have more, of course. Um, and you can sign up to that on our website. Um, what the citizens does is it, of course, they support us financially, but they are also supporting us uh, in many more ways. They spread the word about what we do. They share our message with their own networks. They introduce people to Skaterstan who maybe who may not have heard of us before. Um, and we um, obviously we involve them in the the kind of decisions that we make as well. So um, we share exclusive content with our citizens so that they can find out about what's going on at our skate schools. Um, and it's basically just a really really great way of getting involved with our vision. Also, it's always worth just keeping an eye on our website. Um, we do have volunteer opportunities that come up from time to time. Um, as we mentioned before, we try to keep our local staff as, as local as possible. So we tend not to employ international people in that way. Um, but we're always keen to hear from people who have something to offer um, and try and find a way that we can work together and create uh, more, more great times for our students, basically. Well, I am going to uh, become a citizen for sure. I'm going to, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to follow you guys, as I mentioned before. For our listeners who, who want to get in touch with Skatistan, um, how can they do that? Uh, we share your website, your social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love social media. We're very sociable beings at Skaterstan. Our Instagram feed is a place of joy. Um, so I would recommend that people follow us. We are at Skaterstan um, on all networks. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and our website is skaterstan.org. So nice and easy. <laughs> Awesome. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're halfway across the world right now. Um, we had to set up a time that worked for both of us, and we really appreciate it. Tim and I cannot thank you enough for getting in touch with us, sharing your stories, and I really, really hope the best for the next 10 years. As long as you guys are established, um, I know you guys are going to do powerful and great things. Yeah, thank you so That's much, awesome. Jessica. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to be part of Connect Kindness.